0: It was commonplace for entire teams to change cities in search of greater profits. The Minneapolis Lakers moved to Los Angeles, where there are no lakes. The Oilers moved to Tennessee, where there is no oil. The Jazz moved to Salt Lake City, where they don't allow music. The Oakland Raiders moved to L.A. and then back to Oakland. No one in Los Angeles seemed to notice. seventy-eight.
1: Are you ready for some football? <laughs> I'm, I'm Andy. I'm Mike.
0: I'm Jim. And today we're going to be talking all about nerdity and sports.
1: I don't think I'm ready for some football. No. No.
0: No. I may be ready for some football. <laughs> well, no. Unless, I'm not ready unless for you're, some football. Yeah, well,
2: you're going to have to anticipate the opening of the Canadian Football League. Uh, you've got a bit of, you've got a ways to go.
0: Yeah. Right now, it's kind of like it's all basketball and hockey at this point.
2: Yes, welcome to the abyss of the sports world. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, I'm
2: all right because I'm a hockey nut, but yeah. I mean.
0: But yeah. And I like my Celtics too. Yeah, yeah. and we, what was it? Next week, pitchers and catchers report to uh, to Florida. Oh, I thought it was to Provincetown. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's always been good too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's begin with a little bit of uh, Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK, that's not good. And Chris writes Hello, Geek Salad Crew. I've been a sports fan for a very long time. I think it started back when the Pats had their first ever Super Bowl run back in the 1985-86 season.
1: I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is when the phrase, squish the fish, became popular, and this great video began showing up on the sports reports. It also led to the popular video station, V66. New
2: England, the Patriots, and me. I think think that's what we are talking about. It's awful.
0: Shuffle I think Oh, uh, I actually well, No the Super Bowl sh- Shuffle was right In, in that two week Period between The uh The NFC Championship And the Right And the Super Bowl uh,
1: The Bears <laughs>
0: Well did you ever See the SNL uh, Spoof they had of that I did We yeah. are the kickers We kicked the ball They placed the ball <laughs> And we kicked the ball
1: <laughs> That's probably gotten more life Than the, most of the Bears had
0: My name is Constantine Makasov the ball I kicked the ball <laughs>
1: <laughs> most, most of them had like They were just like Walking We were out of
0: Yeah Well what did you want them to
2: do? You, it's like the height Of the steroid era They could barely say <laughs> exactly. their names I mean Although Jim McMahon Had no real excuse He went to Brigham Young I mean I, Right You'd you think he has You know He could string together Two sentences He couldn't No Amazingly enough Which no, doesn't but, say much For the Brigham Young And then there was William the, the Refrigerator Perry, Perry. Oh god <laughs> <laughs> All you had to do All you had to do, was, really had to do was just say William there will be pizza and tacos on the set. <laughs> and the fridge was there.
1: You're probably busting down two, three, two or three walls at the time.
2: <laughs> Mouth-watering. flood a small room. My God, his ass-crack looked like the Chattahoochee Canal. <laughs> well, you could see it. You could see it. Like, yeah. he would be running into the end zone. you see his ass-crack. No wonder if he always got it. Who the hell's going to tackle that? Or he'd get lost in his navel. Yeah, oh.
1: <laughs> It's a black <laughs> hole. No one will come back from it. What am I picking out here? Oh, belly button lit. Steve <laughs> Grogan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Chris Royce, the so 1986 was a year for extremes for Boston teams. The Celtics won their 16th NBA championship against Houston. And the Red Sox, well, I think we all know what happens there, so let's not mention it. But what, I don't know if he mentions this, though, but the 1986
2: Celtics team? Yeah. No Boston sports teams won any championships until
0: 2001. That's true. That was that was the last.
1: That was wow. It.
0: That was a good Celtics team too. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: that was the best. It's the best. That, yeah. that was
1: that was like the golden era. era that was, that
0: was the Bill Walton yeah. Celtics. Well, I, I well I think apart the golden, from the no, other the guys, the golden
2: era, the golden age was the fifties and the sixties when they won like eight in a row. Right. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, those those Larry Bird teams were
1: back silver age then. Yeah,
0: silver age. <laughs> <laughs> back, back when uh, Kevin team. McHale from Earth Two shows up. Yeah. And... <laughs>
2: Poor guy, he always had marks on
0: his knuckles from dragging on the floor. <laughs> and the scars on his neck where they removed the bolts. Anyway, uh, the Bruins lost in the first round here to continue in one playoff losing streak to the Canet- the Montreal Canadiens, who would finally uh, end two years later. So Chris writes, here's his top five list of his personal favorite sports moments of- in his lifetime. Number five, the 1975 World Series Game 6, arguably called the greatest baseball game ever played, there were a lot of great moments in this game. Bernie Carbo's uh, game tying home run in the eighth inning. Dwight Evans' spectacular catch off Joe Morgan in the eleventh inning. And of course, the game winning home run by Carlton Fisk in the twelfth inning. Awesome! It is not awesome. It is not awesome because they lost
2: the series. Now, up until recently, everybody used that as their watermark as the, oh, that's the greatest moment. We lost the series. Right. You can't say it was g- It was an entertaining game. But at the end of the it day, it gave you it gave you a photo that lasts you know, a lifetime. On Nesson they always show Carlton Fisk hitting that home run. What they don't show is Game Seven with George Foster <laughs> smoking a three-run home run into the you know into the monster. So I mean, yeah, it was a great game, and I think it it, it paints more of the folklore that at at that time they were still the lovable losers, right? Like that.
0: You know, mm. more, more
2: of the pathetic would go
0: on for another eighteen years. Oh God, ouch! Yeah, and it always come back. It was painful. Very painful. So, uh, Chris Races number four, the Super Bowl 36. Pats defeat the heavily uh, favored St. Louis Rams. Patriots had been to the Super Bowl twice before this and lost both games. Then they were big underdogs against high scoring greatest show on turf, St. Louis Rams. This was our first season with Tom Brady under center, uh, thanks to an early season injury to Drew Bledsoe. Remember the Bledsoe or Brady? Thank you, debate? Mo Lewis! Yeah. Pats dominated most of the game until the final uh, minutes, when the Rams tied it, and then uh, Brady drove the Pats down to the field goal range, despite protest of one John Madden. <clears> oh yeah, Denver I remember that. I don't know. And the rest is history. To me, for me, that's that's that is my
2: greatest sports moment. Yeah. Because I had no, I would, had no, no way did
0: I think they were going to win that game. Do you remember when when that game went on and you were living with me?
1: Yeah, we had
0: Charter Cable. Ah, Charter Cable, the worst fucking cable station and the uh, cable provider in the world. Yep. Um, about two right before the two minute warning, it was David of the first Patt- half. David
2: Patton caught that touchdown? They were reviewing it, and just as the referee's arms went up and said touchdown, the cable kicked out
1: completely.
2: Oh. Sixteen people screeching in unison. So we're like, what the hell are we going to do? What the hell are we going to do? It was a modern day miracle. We cleaned up the whole house, jumped into a car, and drove like 20 miles across town and made it before you two
0: exited the stage. It was a miracle. Autumn says this is the most impressive display of speed and coordination she has ever seen a bunch of men clean a house we, in. I mean, we ran like. I, 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 I almost
2: tinkled my pants. It's the only time I've actually. I was actually brought to tears at a sporting event.
0: Yeah, it was, mm. I remember driving on home um, around the fourth quarter, and then we show up, we uh, I go oh, to how Oh, hi to by the bed. way,
2: I, I have to put a, a caveat in. Yeah. Andy didn't get to watch most of it, because he had to go watch a bunch of Celtic women
0: dance around the stage in bare feet and fiddles. Keep going. Actually, no, that wasn't that Super Bowl.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I believe we saw Audrey McDonald that. Day. Oh, I'm sorry, I stand corrected. <laughs> Never mind. All right. So Chris brings up his number three of the 1980 Olympics. USA defeats heavily favored Soviets. No one gave the USA a chance in this game. The Soviets were basically a team of NHL-style players going up against a bunch of college players and amateurs. During an exhibition game before the Olympics, the USA lost to the Soviets 10-3. to It was almost a foregone conclusion that the Soviets would win the gold medal, but that's why they played games. Well, I think...
2: The best way you can describe that, I think, if you polled most people on the street, most people would point to this is the greatest sports moment because, like everybody said, they yeah. had no yeah. business winning. If they played them ten times, they probably would have lost nine. What people don't talk about either is a couple of weeks before the Olympics, they played an exhibition game at Madison Square Garden
0: against the Russians. The yeah, Russian,
1: that's what it was. And yeah, I was the Russians beat them like nine to one.
0: Ten to three, according to Chris. Ten to yeah. three? Yeah, ten to three. You mentioned no. that. That's right. And. Uh,
1: yeah, it was, it was. They just mopped the floors with them.
2: To me, you know what the best way I can I can um, compare it to? Yeah. You ever see the Goofy cartoon where Goofy's playing football against like nine gigantic yeah. dogs? <laughs> you know, they all yeah. have, like stubble and cigars hanging out of them. That's basically basically what it was. Yeah, I mean, they had absolutely no business beating that team, and they did it. They you know, it's hurt. almost
0: like the uh, the NES uh, ice hockey game where you could you could play super super big guys itty-bitty little
2: tiny guys? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. The, well, the thing what people don't realize, too, is the U.S. used... You know, they don't use their pros. They use their amateurs, and the Russians use their pros.
1: Yeah. Mm.
2: So, it it, it it was an impressive victory, mm-hmm. led by Mike Arruzzioni, who... Well, these days, you can't go to a ribbon-cutting at a 7-Eleven without Mike <laughs> Arruzzioni showing up. And uh, Jim Craig from... I forget where he was from, but he actually... Played a couple games for the Bruins,
0: hmm. not well, but <laughs> we played. Not like every other team in the NHL was the Soviet Union or anything like that. Well, No, but I mean, it's it's, water,
2: it's different now because now you have all the pros, and it's, yeah. you know they they the season for a two week break. It's it's just not the same. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's I, I I like watching hockey, and it, but it, I don't think it has the same meaning. Like the U.S. act the last Olympics, the U.S. got to the gold medal game. And they played Canada and they lost, but mm-hmm. and it was they shouldn't have made it to the gold medal game. But the fact that they did, it mm. wasn't as much a surprise because it was all, all pros, right? Yeah,
1: it's lacking some of the uh, some of the true drama, the drama, mm. yeah, yeah. Because
2: the you know, the, the, was it the U.S. had Ryan Miller, who is the Buffalo Sabres goalie, stand on his head <laughs> this time? I mean, it was yeah. it was very plausible they could win. All right, moving
0: on to Chris's number two. Doug Flutie and BC Eagles defeat the number one Miami Hurricanes in 1984. Mm. This was an exciting back-and-forth game between two great college teams and two great college quarterbacks, oh, was this... Doug Flutie and Bernie Kosar.
1: Was this the, the Hail Mary pass? Yes. Yes. Nice.
0: Miami had just taken the lead, 45-41, to 40, well, 28 seconds left. It seemed to be over, and then uh, soon to be the, the Heisman Trophy winner took over. Well, I'm telling you something. Luther Campbell was not happy that day. <laughs> <laughs> I actually,
2: I think that was before Luther Campbell. Actually, joking aside, no, it may
0: have been. I remember this game because it was the day my grandfather was getting remarried, and we had just come back from the church. And someone turned the game on, and this—I saw the throw. It's like, wow, that's pretty impressive. And then,
1: no one. What's what's with you and having like weddings on on bringing important sports times? I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't care. Well, my wedding was
0: held during the, uh, was it the NFL draft?
1: Yeah, it was. It was yeah, NFL, it was the NFL draft. It was draft.
0: the NFL draft, and the Red Sox were
2: playing the Yankees. Yeah. And so Brian Dermody and I kept on running outside trying to get <laughs> updates, and people would call us and yeah. tell us what was going on.
0: Oh, those were the days. <laughs> and then finally, uh, Chris is number one. The Boston Red Sox become the first baseball team to come back uh, from a 0-3 to three. Versus the hated New York Yankees. Unless, of course, you're from New York and you don't hate the Yankees. But that's another story. Andy used to like
2: the Yankees. And then his wife told him he could like the Red Sox. (laughs) And here we are today, everybody.
0: Everybody knows the story by now. Down 0-3, including a 19-8 drubbing in Game 3. And the Red Sox were all but through. But the idiots didn't know how to quit. And history was made. That was... One of the most impressive comebacks of all time. No, it is. It is. It it just doesn't happen.
2: But it was set up perfectly because a couple weeks before, Yankees pitcher Kevin Brown was playing the Red... They were in Fenway playing, and he got smacked around, and he went into the locker room and punched a fire extinguisher. That's right. And he broke his hand. He wasn't able to pitch, So they had to wait until Game Seven in New York, and he was horribly ineffective. And they didn't have anybody; they didn't have a bullpen, and they weren't able to get David Ortiz out. Right? They had no lefties to throw at David Ortiz out of the bullpen. So they got smacked around. Yeah. It was uh, it was one of those things where after it, it took like three or four days for it to sink in. Yeah. And then of course all of us naysayers were like, "Yeah, well they'll probably lose in the World Series," and then they sweat. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that to me, they, yeah, he swept the yeah. Colorado Rockies. They sw- no, it was the no Cardinals.
2: that was the uh, yeah,
0: it was the Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals was the first. I mean, it's one. kind oh, of. Melodious. Rockies yeah. was the second. It was no, it was a lot. It was almost almost anticlimactic. I just re- I remember, yeah, it was Game Four, and socks were up, and I'm like, you know what? Right now would probably be the time. And, you know, knowing Boston sports where. Now they're up. Now they're going to blow this lead. It's all going to be over. Make play a commercial. Okay. Congratulations, World Series. Oh, crap. Albert Pujols <laughs> tied the game up. But there then, we go. They, for the seventh inning stretch, they brought out to sing God Bless America one Mr. Scott Staff of Creed. <laughs> and, I, and I believe that God looked down from the heavens and said, Nah. Fuck him. That's the best that's, that's that's St. Best best Louis, Louis could do, huh? <laughs> Scott Staff. I don't even pity you at this point. I'm just going to. Jordan
2: Creed! <laughs> My name is Mickey Cheryl!
0: Yeah, I just remember calling Jim up after they won, though, and Jim was in tears. I wasn't it's, in tears. I was very. No, you were, here's well, what I, was was like, I was calling you up. I could game sincere.
2: seven. Game seven of the ALCS, the Red Sox had just pulled ahead. It was like. Five, seven to nothing, and Andy calls up screaming, we're gonna win! I slammed the phone down <laughs> on him. I'm like, shut up! <laughs> Don't and, jinx it! And if they had blown it, I was going to blame Andy. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, I remember yeah, reading enough. the Bill Simmons article later on about how he, he's going inning by inning. It's like, okay, game's almost over. Dead Shaughnessy right now is starting to uh, light up all his voodoo dolls. <laughs> <laughs> no, my book! My precious, precious book! <laughs> Well, he, I, but I, it's a curse of the Bambino I can't be wrong I don't worry
2: about Dan Shaughnessy he just put a book out about Terry Francona and his years with the Red Sox uh,
0: oh yeah I gotta read that I heard it was pretty good An interesting read to say the least I would say so
1: well, Chris, up all the dirt
0: well Chris thanks a lot for uh, for all the feedback uh, we did put it to our Facebook friends as well uh, asking right. a whole bunch of, of stuff about their best and worst announcers um, fans merchandising all that got some interesting stuff here sure Start with Steve O, who says that uh, I find the co- the college sports fans, especially um, SU and Cornell, are rather irritating. As for announcers, Ken Singleton on the Yes Network is a favorite. He provides well thought out commentary and play by play while giving Michael K and Paul O'Neill good natured shit about how much they eat in the booth, among other things. There is uh, the Yankee, the Yes Network
2: is <laughs> it's it's the biggest collection of sycophants, and we. Uh, I swear to God, they broadcast, but what you don't see is one of the Steinbrenners behind them with a shotgun. If they dare say anything about the Yankees, you know, negatively, they, they get their heads blown off. <laughs> oh, gee, Derek
0: Jeter flubbed that. <laughs> technical difficulties. It's got, like that guy with like the uh, cord of the camera wrapped around his ankle. <laughs> no, it's a cartoon of the guy with the X's through his X- eye. <laughs>
1: the ghost of George Steinbrenner come back to do poltergeist-type mm. threatening.
0: <laughs> now, uh, one thing that uh, Sue brought up, and I was going to talk about this a little later, but perfect time to talk about it now, Shannon Sharp. Uh, first of all, I, I always thought that it was a requirement if you're going to be a national sports broadcaster that you actually have to be able to coherently string two sentences together. Shannon Sharp cannot. I agree. Uh, uh, no, yes,
1: that's, that's, that's a you know, well-known fallacy. Even, even with the, even without Reed pushing the umpire until the,
2: the running back, they could, still couldn't stop the run. Andy, you're in trouble. And no team has ever gone to the Super Bowl that's finished lower than 20 in, in rush defense. You need to get it fixed, and I, I don't see how you get it done with the personnel that you oh, you're have.
0: Out of your mind. I mean, he's got a skull that looks like it was found on an archaeological dig. Oh, gee, I don't know why. The, AL, was the AFC Championship, they're all sitting around in like the, their cozy little living room studio. And I'm like, I, I can't believe that Shannon's not even wearing socks to this gig. Seriously, dude? <laughs> I, uh...
2: Yeah, I mean, you watch Shannon Sharp and you... You know, it's, it's one of these things where he, you know he got this gig because of his personality. It's right. the only reason why he has it. Because he doesn't give any cogent thought. He doesn't. It just <laughs> usually says, he, he usually picks the teams that he played for. So it's either the Denver Broncos... Or the Baltimore Ravens—they're going to beat everybody, you know. Shannon, uh, you know the Broncos are playing against the uh, the Holy Chorus of Angels. Who's going to win? (laughs) The Broncos.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sue brought up though that um, probably the reason why Shannon Sharp got this gig is got to be blackmail or bribery involved. That's the only reason that makes any sense at all.
2: You know what's weird though? His brother Sterling is on the NFL Network and he's incredibly articulate. I mean, he's really good. I mean, he's. He he's an MC for the this show. I mean, he's really really good. He does um, I don't know. It's like Gillette AFC Championship breakdown, and he cuts through film. And he, I mean, he gives really good analysis. He's One of the top two or three in the game. And then there's his brother.
1: Yep. What's up with their parents naming them both S?
2: It's a cruel, cruel. Joke,
1: Double man. alliteration. There's
0: Sterling Shannon.
1: Sterling Sharp St- Shannon Sterling Sharp. Sharp.
0: Really? They're superhero uh, alter egos, Mike. Okay. Makes yeah, sense. How do you think their brother Sinead Sharp? <laughs> no, <doing? laughs> nothing compared to you. And I, Originally, before I saw Shannon Sharp, I honestly thought Deion Sanders was the worst possible guy they could have ever had. Oh, thought. no,
2: no. Shannon Sharp's not the worst. Joe Namath was the worst. Oh, oh God. God. It wasn't a play, it, it was, was a palais. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, Joe. What do you think about the Jets' struggles? I don't care
0: about the Jets struggling. <laughs> I want to give you a kiss. Oh God, I'm a man. That was awesome, by the way.
2: That you know what? That wasn't his fault. They they said, "Hey, Joe, why don't you come to the game? They're playing the Patriots tonight. You know, we'll, you know, we'll let oh. you you can party and go to the owner's box." So he was there all day long, drinking and eating like any one of us would have been, and they said, oh, by the way, sh-, you know, can you get out there and talk to somebody? Susie Culber sticks a microphone in his face, <laughs> and he's pie-eyed. I mean, the poor guy, he does look like a football player that they forgot to add water with now.
0: He's shriveled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so Phil brings up, in, the, in, in terms of merchandising, starting lineup. When they came out, we thought they were the coolest thing ever. Then Todd McFarland came along. Where they had zero articulation. You almost always had to like attach their legs separately. Yeah, and everybody
2: got, everybody got a, a figure. Yeah. Why does Rich Gedman have a... From yeah. the 1986 Red Sox, I have a Todd McFarlane figure. And why does he have a sword? Stoiko? <laughs> you got Stoico Ratajkowicz on here. I like when they replay classic scenes and you'll have Magic Johnson and Greg Kite.
0: What... <laughs> 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 Uh, Phil's also a huge fan of the short-lived Huddles from the NFL Stuffed Animals, the mascot of each team oh. yeah. Who? Yeah
1: th- Who's the Yankees? Mascot? Yeah
2: um, I think it's um, a stale cigar <laughs> Or maybe a Guido guy With a wife beater and a greasy mustache And a pack <laughs> of
1: cigarettes rolled in
0: No, that sounds more like a Mets fan to me oh.
1: Yeah, it's, it's probably uh, Duncoyleon <laughs>
0: All right Adam brought up a very interesting one. Adam, who could not be here tonight? Um, Adam doesn't want us to forget the football phone from Sports Illustrated. That's true. Who had one? Raise your hand right now. I didn't.
2: No. Nope. Catch this. It's Sports Illustrated's most exciting Christmas gift ever, the football phone. Free with a paid subscription to SI. It's a telephone.
0: My goodness, it's a telephone inside of a football. Awesome. It's a phone. Oh, cool. I would love something like this. Mom, if you'll watch I would love something like this for Christmas. She's looking
2: for the best. It's a phone call. It looks like a football, but works like a regular phone. The football phone plugs into a standard jack and has push-button dialing, on-off ringer, mute button, and automatic redial. Hello, Colleen. This is fantastic. I'm at the stadium right now. I have a football phone. Cute. Uh, this has got to be out of her
0: price for Bill asked me to say this though. I loved my football phone! Um, it wasn't a well-made phone. phone oh no, was it was not. Right. It was a piece of shit. But I remember the Dennis Miller uh, routine about that, how, you know, you see this fucking phone and they're laying hands on it like it's a like it like it's a religious artifact. <laughs> Cha-cha. <laughs> it looked like Zorba the Greek,
1: right? <laughs>
0: I, no, I never had that, but it, it does It does appear that it would probably cause bodily harm if you ever tried to hold it up against your, your face. I am pretty sure there were yeah. microwaves radiating into your brain. <laughs> it's like a blue corn baller. <laughs> Ow! Oh!
1: Every
0: damn time! <laughs> All right. Oh, Jim, your wife brought up one. What about the uh, zebra print pants that came out with the colors of your favorite NFL team? Yep. Every douchebag, gym rat. Yep. Every the favorite were
1: gym rats everywhere. And it was
2: always two teams. The Raiders.
1: <laughs> or,
2: strangely enough, the Cleveland Browns. I the but, which was stupid because it looked
0: like you shit your pants. before right. that.
1: <laughs> I, thought, I thought the Steelers would be a lot more popular. No, Yeah. because
0: they weren't very good in the '80s, no. in
1: the '90s. No, they, they weren't.
0: weren't. No, it was only after uh, Brett Roethlisberger showed real men how you really how you really go about raping somebody in a bathroom. Yeah,
2: that's true. <laughs> ben, are you the greatest doughy-looking quarterback of all
0: time? I sure am. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cosberger who doesn't know what the name, what the word "no" means. Oh God!
0: I remember when they lost a playoff game, and I'm like, "Okay, ladies of uh, ladies of Pittsburgh, stay out of public bathrooms. <laughs> <tonight. Ladies laughs> it's going to be a rough day. <laughs> ladies of the Three Rivers <laughs> County, batting down the hatches. <laughs> Here it comes. You remember that? So did you see the South Park episode where they're talking about sexual addiction? No. All right. Oh, so one, you yeah. don't get, and everyone just in unison, caught. That's right. So. Ben Roethlisberger, what does it mean to not get caught? Uh, you don't have sex in a public bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hate Roethlisberger. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good for my fantasy team, though. Yeah, all
1: right.
0: but yes, they were called, uh, those, those zebra print pants were called Zubas. I, and I don't know anybody who wasn't a complete D bag who wore them. Yeah, well. If you envision the 80s muscle guy with the mullet in the ear, you know,
2: lightning bolt earring. Again, the wife beater. We always come back to the wife beater, we do Yeah, me. It really is the epitome it's of class. Seriously, it's like our mirror full of cocaine. It's just part of our well, it's there, part of There's our a cycle. reason
1: they call it a wife beater. I remember
2: <laughs> back in the 90s, I was going through some, like, fashion issues or something. like that. I go to my sister, I go, Steph! I was thinking of biting those what, one of those white T shirts that don't have the sleeves on. Them. <laughs> <That> goes, <laughs> You're gonna buy a wife beater? <laughs> no, I forbid it. She, I was forbidden by my little five foot two, hundred and eight <laughs> pound sister from
1: buying oh. a wife beater. Hey, if she if she forbids for it, best. that yeah that yeah
0: yeah Adam did want to remind us though that Zubas were uh, that he had many pairs of these eighty fashion gems. They pretty much uh, completed any team related outfit. Sure which, to which your wife re- retorted. At least that was when the Buffalo Bills were good. Well, oh, good sin. is a relative term. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Super Bowl! Oh, we lost. <laughs> <laughs> Adam did want to mention, this is the closest thing we're going to get to Adam on this show anyway. Yep, back in the uh, Jim Kelly days when the Bills were good and the Pats were not. Oh, how the sports world goes around. 1989, 1999, Buffalo misses yeah. you. Yeah, the, the Buffalo Bills have been the Patriots' ass-wipes for the last decade. Jesus Christ. I remember they lost that game last uh, year. Like they lost to them, was it? No, they beat them. No, we we beat them. we we beat them both times this season. Yeah, that's right. Last year Last they went down there and the lost. First game, and I had a, a coworker, Megan, who was from Buffalo, and she was in my face, like, Yeah, that's right. The Bills are going all the way this year. Then the do second you round, have a quarterback who played at Harvard who stinks? <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah, and then uh well Jim t- go ahead. Talk about your uh your experience in Buffalo last year for a Bruin Sabres game. No,
2: well, Adam very nicely took me up to Buffalo. And, I, you know, I I don't say too much. I mean, I, you know, I give a little bit of crap. I'm not like my friend Tim who, you know, <laughs> tore the whole city a new corn chute when he was up there. <laughs> One of his buddies said, Oh, man, I feel bad for you for being a Boston. Boston sports teams suck. And it's like, okay. Then it snaps like, dude, win something. Anything, sometime, and any please <laughs> win a championship. I don't care if it's major indoor lacrosse, and then maybe you can talk. <laughs> Until then, shut your hole. But then Adam told me, goes,
0: yeah, he doesn't really follow sports that much. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There you go. All right. Um, well, the Super Bowl is in the in the books from this past week. The blackout bowl, I guess it's going to be called, or yeah, whatever. Any thoughts?
1: Actually. Yeah. Uh, what? I, I had very little. I,
2: I mean, I watched it because I I feel like I'm obligated to watch some of it, but I did not actually watch the whole thing this year. Um, I felt that it was too. T- I thought it was going to be a defensive struggle. Now I was actually wrong about that fact, um, and I just couldn't take Ray Lewis anymore. I just couldn't. T- I mean, every time he walked, he thought you could hear the you could hear the holy chorus of angels singing. I mean, he actually took credit for the second half kickoff. He took credit for it. Like I spoke to the I spoke to the team at halftime and then Jacoby Jones took it all the way because of me. And of course Sal Palantonio's there. I heard it was actually a radio interview. I could actually hear it. I could actually hear his erection. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. I mean, you could tell he was looking at him going, "Oh, man. Man, I Ray, I'm just having a dream right now that you and I are naked riding on a unicorn." <laughs> Oh God, it was awful. But I, it it, well actually, the second half was really good. It really was. Well, yeah,
0: because San Francisco woke up.
2: Well, no, the the blackout kind of hurt their momentum, and then San Francisco said, "Wait a minute, you know, we need to." They scored a quick touchdown, and they came back. It's okay, we can actually run on this team. And then the Ravens' all-pro defensive tackle Haloti Ngata went out. They were able to run the ball at them. So then, you know, they they get down to the very end against a team that's tired and beaten up. I mean, Ray Lewis is my age, you know, and he's out there. They get the ball within the five-yard line and four times. They've been running the ball down their throat. I mean, it might as well be Gulak Care trying to stop them. And they don't. Th- they throw four passes in a <laughs> row. I don't understand it. And, of course, the, uh, cause you had the Harbaugh's. Oh, God, that wasn't insufferable. And, of course, you know, the, 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 the John Harbaugh, who is 19 months older than Jim Harbaugh, who's basically been in his little brother's shadow his whole career. You know, he was the... I, he went to, like, Dingbat State. Jim starred <laughs> at Michigan, went to the NFL, had a good career in the NFL. He was the star! And he couldn't bring himself... It, it was almost painful for him to go shake his own brother's hand. <laughs> of course, the you know, the older one is classy. He called his brother the best coach on the planet, and... It really was a. It was a commentary on, the one guy who's had everything handed to him and the other guy who's been a work grinder. For it. Yeah. Yeah. it who's a grinder? And, huh. uh, it, it was a. It wasn't the best Super Bowl, but I'm I'm bitter because the Pats lost in the FC title Yeah. Game, so I. Eh.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think everyone pretty much agrees that it was not a very good game. No. It, it. In fact, it wasn't until the blackout when it when it actually got good.
0: And that was just because there was a blackout going on, I think the most
2: thing anticipated was Beyonce possibly having a a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. And then when that happened, Jay-Z would have whoever was responsible killed. (laughs) (laughs) On TV.
0: Oh my God, it's (laughs) (laughs) up. Oh Christ. So, um, now, one thing I want to talk about, because this is kind of a a common thing with, uh, with football, any type of broadcast, beer commercials. Yeah. I've noticed that. I think it's at a scale of 5 to 1. Light beer commercials versus regular beer commercials. Yeah. yeah I lo- You know what I love? I love the Coors Light ad where the guys are risking life and limb. To get a bunch of uh, bar hags. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to see one of like their their, uh, their toe lines just cut, like, Tell my wife I died doing something more normal! I saw, like, the, you know,
2: he's, he's climbing up there, he's got his axe, and all of a sudden the Yeti comes around the corner and <laughs> cannibalizes him. I
1: thought you were going to say they're risking life for them to try and prove that uh, later is not a crappy beer. Oh my god. Hey, all <laughs> I know
2: is uh, Edgar Winter owes his, <laughs> his most recent. Stipends to cause Light. You know, my favorite one lately is uh, there'll be, uh, it'll be it'll be there'll be you know these three people on a street corner. Of course, the women are all in smoking hot. They're yep. in you know evening gowns at noon, and it's super <laughs> duper hot. And then one guy who apparently is probably the edgiest of the three looks at them, winks and like points his finger and all of a sudden a giant black hole rips open <laughs> in the universe and a train shaped like a Coors can comes ripping <laughs> through downtown Manhattan and no one seems to care.
0: <laughs> nobody, can you imagine if this really happened? It would be awful apart from the uh, the catastrophic uh, body count.
1: And it also no, brings be... along a snowstorm that you know nobody would buy of diaphragm. Oh yeah, it. everybody's thrilled about that. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's the summer, it's snow. They don't show cars <laughs> sliding and smashing <laughs> through plate glass windows.
1: and <laughs>
0: I just, I, I just question how my brother in law managed to father two children and still drinking uh, Coors Light, because mm, no. there, there's some equipment missing there. <laughs> but uh, oh, the other Coors commercial though with Sam Elliott, it's almost like the two different
2: commercials. Like it all, it's always the same thing. There's some dude, Pete Coors, wa- you, know, me- you know, member of the Lucky Sperm Club, Pete Coors, yeah. walking through the Colorado wilderness. He hasn't been attacked by a bear. He hasn't been caught in a wildfire, so I guess he's got that going for him. He goes down to a mountain stream, a beautiful mountain stream, and he wants us to believe...
0: That core is that, is that made yellow of swill
2: <laughs> is made of that mountain. Of
0: course,
2: it's made from mountain streams. Of course, we don't tell you all the chemicals and shit we dump into it. Is, it, it, it he he and, says
1: it's made from mountain stream as he's peeing into the into the is, water. Oh, 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 and don't
2: forget Luther, the disgruntled broom jabs <laughs> off into the, into the vat. i
0: oh, enjoy that. I'd honestly just love to see like. You know Pete Cor standing there by the mountain stream, and then like this bear having like a stand-up pee <laughs> in the like in the distance. I'm gonna see Pete Cor breaking a strike line. <laughs> oh, those are great. Um, now, Jim, you brought up something about the beer. I, I totally forgot about this. The yeah. Bud Bowl. Yes, I remember in high school it was actually a topic of,
2: of, of conversation. Who's going to win the Bud Bowl this year? Bud or Bud Light? Or Bud
1: Light. I preferred that over Super Bowl most of the time. Seconds left in the Bubble,
0: High at 24. But it all rests on this bear's shoulders. Bunsky, it's all yours. Yo, on, Who says kickers don't earn their money?
2: What well, the hell?
1: I've never seen It's taking. Oh!
2: Back in the uh, back in the '80s, the Super Bowls weren't particularly good. no, no they were a lot of stinkers in the '80s. But um, I I never understood the fascination of it. I think it would have been funny if they had like some big jaw come and just drink it all <laughs> of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, baby.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just scored a touchdown. Yeah, they had Bud Bowl. <laughs> no, they had that
0: for a while, and yeah. Now the big thing is the Puppy Bowl. I'm glad to see though that at least the Puppy Bowl has broken the gender barrier of which the NFL can't seem to break. There were a lot of bitches on that Puppy Bowl team. Oh god! But oh god! At least have the lingerie ball. Yeah. Do you remember halftime heat? Yes, that was really good. Back in 1999, The Rock and uh, Mick Foley on USA Network had during the halftime thing. You could switch off. I don't even remember who the halftime show was. In it was 1999. at Tim's house in Millbury. Okay. No, who did the? But no, but who did the uh, the halftime show USA. that year? No, no, who did the halftime show for the Super Bowl that year? Oh, it, it, I, I, yeah, it doesn't I really don't remember. remember.
2: Simple Minds, I don't know. <laughs> hey,
0: sorry! Yeah, they had an empty arena match between Mankind and The Rock, which essentially ended with uh, Mankind dropping a pallet jack on The Rock and pinning him that way. For the title, yeah. yeah. that was good. Best line of that entire thing, though, was when uh, The Rock's beaten him up with concessions. He's like, Oh, this is mild. <laughs> <laughs> smashes a thing of salsa over his head. <laughs> oh, he is truly the great one. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Beer commercials. The, the oh god. The um superstition ads they have now. Uh, you know what?
2: It's, it's not a not... beer commercial, but you know what one I've been really enjoying lately. The Captain Morgan's. Like they're being <laughs> fired on by some Spaniards and some douche hole, comes up from the poop deck, takes his clothes off and does a flip of the spin and say, ah, forget it, we don't want other doubloons. <laughs> he can do a flip. Or there's one where they're at some snooty party and there's some hot girl dancing with some some scurvy ridden liney and they're dancing around and dancing and then Captain Morgan shows up and grabs her and brings her down to the, I don't know, the hole of... <laughs>
0: The whole of scurvy the and syphilis. The whole of
2: scurvy and syphilis, and she's like, "Oh, this is much better."
0: <laughs> um, it was like the Jameson ads because n- nothing uh, you know wants, wants to dispel the just the uh, the myth that all Irish people are are, are are just obsessed with booze and are all alcoholics. More than a guy who loses one barrel of his precious whiskey off the side of a boat and jumps overboard to get it, and then fights a giant squid over it. Oh yeah, I know.
2: And after an evening of beating down his <laughs> wife with his shillelagh, Ryan O'Morgan goes outside and he's eviscerated by a flying eagle. Oh, and they take his his, his, his whiskey too. That was the real tragedy—not <laughs> him being eaten alive or fed to the little
0: young. They lady. buried that bottle of whiskey in effigy for him. And it then, was a sad day for the entire county of Cork.
1: And then the entire village got out the, the sticks and pitchforks and went after that eagle. To get back to whiskey,
0: <laughs> okay. well, it was Scotland they'd be throttling and, and thus <laughs> was <it all laughs> out. Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> God, what was up that Taco Bell ad, by the way? The, you... old, oh, the old, oh, the people old, people. Ad. oh, there were some people who were really offended by that. Not so much more than the GoDaddy ad, where like the fat kid gets to kiss a hot chick, and everyone's upset about that. Well,
2: first of all, l- let's go back to the Taco Bell commercial. All right, a bunch of old people, if they ever ever went out and ate chalupas and stuff like that from Taco Bells, They're colostomy bags that fill up by the speed up. of light.
0: This is delicious. Oh no. Taco Bell. See? Taco Bell. We found a Spanish version of We Are Young by Fun. You're stupid enjoyed.
2: enough to drink down a case of Golden Anniversary at three in the morning. You get what you deserve. <laughs>
1: Yes, they're having Taco Bell and drinking Mountain Dew. Yeah. All the best. Yes, oh, exactly. <laughs>
0: That's contributed to my long, my unnaturally long life, and I, I've got a thug life tattoo across my belly. Yeah, I'm it,
1: thirty-one. I,
2: I like how they Taco Bell's had like these 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 series of salads, high-end salads, <laughs> <laughs> and they hire like these really you know they hire high-end chefs. chefs. These chefs, like, oh, I go for Taco Bell, and it's so <laughs> wonderful. You know, they show, like, these choice cuts of meat. Of course, they don't show you. You know, if you go to the director's <laughs> cut, they don't show the donkey being led around to the slaughterhouse in <laughs> the
1: back.
0: Gardening inside the burro. I
1: mean, I mean.
0: They have that butcher chart thing, like, the diagram of all the flanks, and there's a kangaroo flank. Uh, <laughs> just gross, <laughs> All right. And uh, the last insult that uh, the NFL has hoisted on us this year, yeah. the NFL Pepsi anthems. Yeah. Good God. Why? We got Aerosmith because we're lucky. And have think, you heard the song? It's awful. We it weren't lucky. Fucking awful. We are lucky. <laughs> Does Steven Tyler have like yacht payments he's got to make? I don't
2: know. No, Steven Tyler and Joe Joe Perry's worth. Joe Perry will do anything you ask of him. Hey, look, uh, One Direction's going to be—they're going to be shooting a video. They're all going to be naked in the shower, and they would like you to be in it. Okay, dude, is it pay? Well, (laughs) yeah, I'm in.
1: I'll give you five bucks. Um, You had me
0: at two. (laughs) Um, Some of the other songs. Well, there was uh, Kelly Clarkson does one for the Dallas Cowboys, which is. Apropos, you know, the the ambassador of a once-proud-and-now-fallen franchise representing another once-proud-and-fallen franchise. That makes sense. Um, who else? There's... Oh, Lenny Kravitz does one called Like a Jet for the Jets. Wait,
2: I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm, I'm
1: pulling it up. I'm trying right. to pull
2: it up. You yeah. should... I, I was... Ice Cube does one for the Raiders.
0: Gee. Well, wow. That's a fucking upset. I always
1: prefer to call him Winnie Kravitz.
0: <laughs> Kravitz. <laughs> Come on. What are, you, are you trying to find the songs?
2: Yeah, it's not. What do we got here? All, All right.
0: right. I don't want to enter it. No, no. The thing is, that the list of songs is available on Pepsi.com, and you got to, like, let that thing load forever. Ah, forget it. It's ridiculous. Um... Oh, and then there's the Detroit Lions got one. I don't know why they got one, but they got one anyway with uh, with Kid Rock, which goes to prove, really, which goes to prove my theory that if you ever see Kid Rock being uh, doing any having anything to do with Detroit, he was their second or Jim brought up maybe their third pick. Hi, Eminem. Uh, this is uh, the Pepsi. We're we're calling. You're a Detroit Lions fan, right? Hello. No, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. <laughs> Except for Kid Rock, of course. Yeah, Kid Rock.
2: Detroit City, 0-16! <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what are you going to say about Detroit? Well, you could fly over the green, green
0: waters of the... God, these songs are fucking awful. I guess they're going to make more next season for other teams. Did every team get one? No! No, I think only like eight teams got well, them this year.
2: You know, well, lucky
1: few. I don't even oh,
2: have
0: yeah. to hear it. And I know which
2: the best theme song is. The Miami Dolphins, Pitbull. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pitbull <laughs> looks like every evil Portuguese kid who used to chase me down <laughs> when I was a little kid.
0: Wait a minute, this song isn't original at all. Holy shit. You, you stole, you can't even... Eat. <laughs> you you can't stole something from Dirty Dancing. What are you, hi? Oh, yes you are. Never mind
1: oh that's the song I've heard it on the radio I've always like what is this abomination yeah <laughs> well you oh. like
2: Dirty Dancing Mike right
1: uh, I like some of the songs
2: why Steve Winwood isn't on the cut soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> no the train is oh
1: train is
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah alright so uh, let's move on to some fans um, let's talk about the sad sad life of diehard fans that have won absolutely nothing in their lives we, we talked about Buffalo already yeah, uh, we'll give Adam a them. Ja- yeah, Jacksonville. Well, and, Jacksonville doesn't really quite Well, you know the thing is I when we I watched that the, the, the Pat's Jacksonville game and the, the Pats Andy, played a lousy Andy, game. But
2: Andy, Andy yeah. Jacksonville doesn't isn't a good isn't a good example. They have one team.
0: I understand that. But they but when they when Jacksonville got up on the board and you saw these fans and they thought their that their that their shit was on fire. Oh, my God. For
1: people no. that have... Yeah, no- that's right. You sucked Don Brady. For people that have nothing to live for, it's the little things that make <laughs> them happy. Would you like to talk about a city that's never won anything? Go ahead.
2: The Cleveland. True. And Cle- oh. Cleveland has come very close. Multiple times. They had the Red Sox down in 2007. Three to one You remember the that. I remember that. They, were, they could have just stepped on our throats, and then they were stupid enough to fly in Josh Beckett's ex-girlfriend... <laughs> to sing the National Anthem, and it pissed them off. And And then they, you know, twice, two years in a row, they have, in the 80s, they have John Elway on the ropes. One time they they bury, they punt the ball, they have John Elway buried on the one-yard line, and he drives the Denver Broncos 99 yards (laughs) and throws the game-winning touchdown. And then to beat the band the next year, Ernest Beiner, who is the running back for the Cleveland Browns, is running into the end zone for the game-winning touchdown, and some guy just happened to flip his leg up, and he kicked the ball out of his <laughs> hands, and the Broncos fall out. <laughs> God, it, it just, you know, it, it, and, and, the, and the team has sucked. Every- the Cleveland Browns, since they've come back, have not put one single solitary player in the pro ball. Bowl. Not one.
0: That's an interesting stat. Or
2: if they have it's like one and it was recently. Well, you know what they decided to do? Hey, Cleveland's back. Who is the biggest celebrity from Cleveland that we can bring out to say Cleveland rocks? Oh, I know. Let's bring out Drew Carey. Yeah. So Drew Carey comes out for the inaugural game for the new Cleveland Browns, and the Pittsburgh Steelers beat him like fifty to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Drew Carey. Yep. Yeah. But Cleveland, Cleveland is a. T- they've never won anything in Cleveland. I mean. In it's been. It's a good. You uh, know. No, but the thing is, it's a good sports town. They have good fans there, and they have just. No, their been fans screaming. believe in them. and
0: mean, well, yeah, it's. It's like Chicago fans. I mean, yes. Yeah, uh, oh, Chicago Lights fans won a, are good. a World Series. Oh, chi- no!
2: Don't you can't. Chicago fans are really good. You, you, it, well, you it, can't.
0: It, I, I will.
1: You can't really talk about Chicago because you know this is about teams that don't win anything. And yeah, Chicago's Chicago has the plenty. They yeah. have the Bulls,
2: the White Sox have won.
0: They also have the Cubs, which almost cancel out everything. No, nah, but hey. the Cubs are
2: doing. Nobody cares if the Cubs lose. They don't care. I, I Adam actually was nice enough to take. Rebecca and I To a, a, a Cubs game When we were there For my cousin's wedding And the park was Absolutely decked out This was a last place team yep. Playing for nothing The place was absolutely Decked out The crowd was into it I I have nothing but love For the C- Chicago Cubs fans They are really yeah. They enjoy It's not Maybe we should be More like them I should be more like them they Because I think They just No they just enjoy Enjoy it for what it is It's just a game at
0: them and they just right. enjoy the
1: atmosphere. Sometimes, and I wish, a, yeah, sometimes I wish the Boston fans were. No, I do we, we got
0: spoiled. That's the problem. Is that in the past ten years we've got as Boston I mean, fans have gotten sports, spoiled. But
2: even when sports aren't, you know, when we, I mean from nineteen eighty six to two thousand and one, we were loser town. True, and people still love their sports. The Bruins are losing right now. I assure you, people are tuned in. You know, with, they're playing the Canadians. Bated breath right now. We're right. we're a big Boston. You will never convince me that we, there's no there's no other place that has more passionate fans than Boston. Still losing? Yeah, they're losing one nothing. Dude. No. What, what period is it? Uh, end of the second.
1: Oh, okay, okay. plenty of time. Still
0: a lot of still a lot of game to be played. Now, your thoughts on Atlanta, Jim? Because Atlanta ever... is the worst sports. Thank now. you. That's that. They confirmed that our what I'm going to Don't
2: care about any of their sports. The Atlanta Braves for. Fifteen years, something like that, for years with the cream of the crop in the National League. They were in the playoffs every year. They won their division every single year. You could walk up on game day and buy a ticket during the playoffs. Yes, yeah. that is that is ridiculous. That's awful. The Atlanta, the, the, the Falcons fans are pretty good. I mean, their, their cred took a hit back in the early '90s when. MC Hammer and <laughs> his, his cavalcade of sycophants were for some reason they let them on the sideline or something what? like that. They did. They were on the sideline. They're all God. flapping their arms. Too legit to quit as the Washington Redskins tear them a new corn chute. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, no, that was pretty bad. But no, Atlanta is the worst sports town. You know when, you know what a, a, a sports town is really, really bad? When you listen to like you listen to their public address announcer during a basketball game and the guy says, Alright, everybody, I'm gonna say D. <laughs> After I say D, you say fence. D fence. We wanna we wanna inspire our team. <laughs> That's what Atlanta does. They give got me a D. Th- Fuck you! D fence! D fence They just it just they're a bad they don't care. The different, well I shouldn't say Atlanta is a bad sports town. Georgia actually is very good. They only care about college, though. It's, everything right. is Georgia Tech and the University of Georgia. Mm. They don't care about the Falcons particularly. They got a, somewhat of a fan base. Actually, do you know who does their theme music? They have a they have a commercial. I want. I'm going to have Andy find it. All right. It's the Samuel L. Jackson Atlanta Falcons promo, and he comes up and screams, and he goes, "What do Falcons do?" And then some gospel group screams, "Falcons rise up." Mm.
0: Can you feel it? It's time. It's time for every one of us. If we get knocked down, we won't just get up. It's time we all rise up. Rise up. When
2: stars step up. Rise up,
1: when a dome stands up,
2: when a city lights up, we rise all up.
0: rise up together. Ryan, there's Roddy rise up. When we come on the field, we rise up. Rise up. From kickoff to the last
1: plate. We rise
0: up. This is our time, Atlanta. We've been knocking on the door. Now it's
1: time to
0: blow it up. Uh. Rise up. Tell me, what do Falcons do? Rise up. What do Falcons do? Falcons. Falcons rise up. That's what I'm
2: talking about. Which I guess... Was not the case in the NFC Championship game when they blew a 17-point lead to the San Francisco
1: 49ers. So they don't necessarily rise
2: up every time. (laughs) Every once in a while they will. How
1: how about this for a sports team, a sports town, Seattle?
0: Uh, Um, They've never won anything. Never won anything. You know they've been. But again, three teams. No, way. no, I no mean way. the
2: Seahawks have been there for a long time. The Mariners have flirted with being good, but the problem is nobody wants to go to Seattle. They can't get free agents to go there mm. because it's so far away and it's so off the beaten path.
1: But the Supersonics.
2: the Super, well they're <laughs> about to get they're about to get another basketball team. The Sacramento oh, Kings are going to be sold, really, right. and they're going to be going up to Seattle, Seattle Kings? because they're going to be the Seattle something or others. I don't. They they're, might they're, be the look. Sonics again. There's, there's yeah. talk they're going to get because they actually had a really good fan Seattle base. Fish gutters. No, the Seattle. <laughs> Knife <laughs> Col- <Night> goes in, guts <laughs> come out Knife goes in, guts come out The Cobains <laughs> But no, they they actually got screwed over By the ownership of yeah. the Supersonics They got um, They were supposed to build them a new Auditorium
1: And they did just not the They didn't,
2: they, they had just redone the key arena And then they From what I understand, the owners of the Supersonics A, a new ownership Came in and got a sweetheart deal down in Oklahoma City,
1: huh. yeah.
2: so they left. But I mean, I have family in Seattle, and they were they were crushed. They're huge football fans. They they they're good fans up there. They really yeah. are. they do support oh, yeah. their teams.
1: Yeah, I always kind of root for the Seahawks. I know they're not going to do much, but I always kind of root for yeah, them. I
2: usually I have like I said, I have a lot of family up there. I usually root for Seattle teams. Yeah. Um, it, the talk is when the N- the NHL expands, they're probably going to get a team.
1: Oh, that'll be yeah. interesting. Okay. But well, that, they, well, that makes well, they sense, do because they're like right there.
2: Well, they do. Well, it does, but for the most part, they they follow the Canucks because they're two hours away. So yeah, most exactly. Seattle fans, their hockey fans, are Canucks fans. Right. But they have a very successful uh, minor league team there that does really well. Mm. So that's a good sports town. Oh. I mean, they're, they're sad sack because they've never won anything, but.
0: I don't think they've won anything. Uh, no, because I don't think they've ever won a Super Bowl. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I
2: remember
1: yeah. that. Yeah, I remember that. They did. They got, they,
2: they got pasted. Yeah. They lost. It was 2006.
0: They played the Steelers. That's right. They yeah. Got... Oh God. No, it was, a, it was an awful game. Yeah. Okay, with right. the new one. So, um, speaking of fans, Boston fans versus New York fans. Uh, they're both equally <sighs> obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll agree with that. They're,
2: no, they are obnoxious. Um... Here's what I will say, though. Yankee fans can be as obnoxious as they want. Their team is the... It's the flagship of baseball. I
0: mean, what am I going to say? No. I yeah, mean, you, you can't
2: say do, Yankees suck. Do I think soft. their fans smoke cigarettes and have greasy mustaches <laughs> and listen to Cotton-Eyed Joe? Yeah, I do. But, I mean, they're, they're, it's the model franchise in baseball. Right. They really are. What are you going to say? My problem is Jets fans. Because they oh. act just like Yankees fans... Except their They've team is a festering shit yeah. And have been for years. You know, and <coughs> that's when I get upset when you hear Jet fans call up and start crapping on Patriots fans. Right. It's like,
1: Rex, well, Ryan, Rex Ryan is one of the most obnoxious coaches in the NFL. Huh.
0: Yeah, but he's the only thing they got going for them. Right. I know. God knows, Sanchez. Sad flamed out this year. Yeah. Oh, God. That was... A, by the way, that was a beautiful Thanksgiving game. Yeah. I, th- I, honestly, could, I honestly thought I, I, had, I had fallen into like a fever dream. Oh, nothing was better. Watching way. when Sanchez ran into that guy's ass
2: <laughs> and, the ball and fumbled the up. ball. Yeah. <laughs> and Devin McCourty picked it up and ran back 50 yards. That was the end. No. I just... Oh, um, I mean, but they're both... I mean, from what I understand, Ranger fans are animals. They're supposed to be just... Like, you go to a Knicks game, our friend Matt Jones, I don't know if Matt listens, but uh, Matt Jones, who we've known for years, uh, worked when he was trying to, you know, make it as an actor down in New York. He worked at Madison Square Garden, so he would go to, you know, he was a, he sold hot dogs or something like that, and he said it was just such a difference between the Knicks fans and the Ranger fans. You know, Knicks fans were very polite, very white-collar. Except yeah. for Spike so, Lee. Well, Spike Lee, well, he, he's an ass-clown. <laughs> um but then you go to the Ranger fans, and they're animals. They just, you know, they would be swearing and farting and <laughs> throwing hot dogs. At that's because the they really don't like have
1: that. much going for them.
2: The Rangers, they're always good, but then they always shit their pants and exactly. they, they pee down their legs at the
0: end of the season.
1: Knicks <laughs> <laughs> can, can actually way, win on occasion. Just,
0: I remember we when we had gone to a uh, Sox-Yankees game a couple years ago, yep. and Autumn had us go to the bathroom, and there was this woman there in full Yankees field gear i'm talking she oh. had the stirrups on she had like the stirrup socks on and yeah. all that on the phone tell me, i can't believe how many fucking red Sox fans are here yeah at fenway park who the fuck
2: well i remember i went down to yankee stadium one time oh god i went down with bill my friend bill and my oh. friend brian and brian's girlfriend at the time rebecca was off at her um B.C. Reunion getting <laughs> plastered.
1: Probably for the best. Um,
2: yeah, but we went and we're sitting there. Now, you can buy, they're, they're not they're not licensed, but you can get Yankee Sox shirts. So, we're at the game. We're sitting near some Red Sox fans at Bill, Yankee Bill Stadium. Bill now, Lord, what you have to understand <laughs> is Yankee Stadium, the old Yankee Stadium, is twice the size of Fenway Park. It's gigantic. I, we were up on the third deck on the third base line. And, I mean, if you don't like heights, yeah. you've got a big problem. It's very steep. Um, so we're sitting there and the Yankees staff, they're being smart about it. They're making people who are wearing these shirts, turn them inside out, both Yankees fans and Red Sox fans. So we're trying to be quiet so we don't get burned in effigy that, you know, we're Red Sox fans. This our friend Brian sees a Red Sox fan being made to turn his shirt on inside out and screams up. He goes, "Hey, I'm a Red Sox fan too! You can't do that. That's the impingement of freedom of speech." And all of a sudden, oh. hot dogs and soda start getting rained down on us. We're like, oh my god! We're just sitting there, like, you know, what? if we just throw him onto the field, they'll just scoop him up and take them off, and we can enjoy the rest of the game. But they, they, they're fan. The Yankee fans are animals. They are yeah. insane. Because what they do at Yankee Stadium that they don't... I think they just started doing it at Fenway, but they didn't for a long time. They have beer men. Yeah, Fenway Park used to make you get up and go to the... Um, go and buy a beer. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Yankee Stadium has ven- you know, guys walking <laughs> around walking with, up with the beers. Yeah. So, I remember, Rebecca and I actually went, and eerily enough. It was the weekend before 9-11. We were, like, in the left field. Just the two of us were out there. And they are just... By the fourth inning, they are all stewed and they are beating the shit out of each other. And they, I mean, the one it got to one point where these guys started fighting at the top of the stairs and they're rolling down the stage. You couldn't tell if they were humping or fighting. <laughs> I just looked at them, I go, you know, we don't have to worry about. Them. They're going to kill each other before the end of this.
0: We'll walk out unscathed. This isn't Thunderdome.
2: <laughs> oh, we, we, so. we took a lot of shit though because we uh, wore our Red Sox paraphernalia. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, last year uh, during the Super Bowl, we're allowed to wear our patch jerseys to work on Sundays. And Super Bowl Sunday, Pat's Giants had my my uh, my jersey on, and this guy's like, "I can't believe they're making you wear your Patriots jersey." I'm like, "I support my team." Like, "I can't believe you support that." Like, "I'm sorry, are you a Giants fan?" Hell yeah, they're gonna kick our you're gonna kick your ass. Interesting that you would think that in Massachusetts. I might, not, I might not be a Patriot. Um, <laughs> did he say you? Or did he say yous? you? I think it might have been you. Oh, okay. But I, I brought that up to.
2: Um, I'm sorry, Luca <laughs> God
0: <forbid> I brought <laughs> I brought that up to my friend Brian, who's a huge New York sports fan. And I, I bring that up. But he's like, I, I, I don't get it. And I, I, I appreciate you not doing it. I don't get people that come into other people's houses and just shit on their teams. It's like, you do understand who, who the home team is, right?
2: Well yeah, well, I'll tell you right now, the most hostile thing I've ever seen <laughs> was I went to Montreal when they played the Bruins up there. Oh, oh, holy dear. shit, that was the worst.
1: Yeah, they, that's when all that
0: Canadian
2: politeness just goes away. And they booed the national anthem. <laughs>
0: oh. It was then I looked at him
2: and said, "We are in deep shit, boy." <laughs> and it got worse because the Bruins beat the crap
1: out of them. <laughs> That's that's where. Ah, oh, no, we're losing
2: our game! Our oh, Bruins are up two to one. Woo-hoo! All right. Yeah, um,
1: that, that's where you just wear your jacket really, really tight and just sit down no, quietly. No, we, we
2: just sat down. We politely golf clapped, but they booed the national anthem. Oh, like, what, wow, oh. we got ourselves a problem. And we were with our friend Pack. now, what
0: song is this? <laughs> <laughs> What's he? T- was it the Sixers? The Sixers fans that booed Santa Claus? No, the Eagles fans. Eagles fans. Okay, I couldn't remember. I remember, it was Philadelphia.
2: Oh, but. Let, let me tell you something. <laughs> Celtics fans are no better. Back in 2010, I think it was, that Celtics played the Lakers. It was the second time they played the Lakers. And, and oh. for the, yeah, finally. The Lakers yeah. won. Um, I don't know what it was, but whatever it was, Lamar Odom was seeing Khloe Kardashian. Oh, and yeah. Khloe Kardashian showed up, and she got the crap, you know, ripped out of her. I mean, they're going, Kim is better. Ugly sister. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh we're bad but if you want to we're both absolutely the most obnoxious fans the Philadelphia, Boston and New York fans are the worst absolutely yeah. hands down yeah. the worst it just depends on which night cuz we're
0: awful up here and what team it is i think it, it definitely depends on the well, team well in boston yeah.
2: it's 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 bruins fans right i mean hockey fans in general tend to be the most obnoxious
0: animals but yeah So anyway, uh, moving on to the next thing. Jim accuses me of being one of these. Yes, he is. I don't personally agree with this, but the pink hats. Not fans, but their boyfriends might be. Mm. (laughs) Pretty much people that wear the merch. Um, Mainly the the pink sequined merchandise. No, the pink hat, yeah. It's,
2: you know, I mean, it's smart. Major League Baseball started doing this. They started merchandising pink hats with the team's logos on it so you know because you know just attract girls I mean re- really there's nothing wrong with it I, right. mean, I joke on it there's really nothing fine I mean I'm not a big pink, pink hat usually what it means is they go and support the team but they know nothing about them they know nothing about the game they have no idea what's going on like they would call the closer the finisher things like that <laughs> um
0: that's when I first started getting into baseball. I know, like, I know. I've learned a lot since I ben. give
2: Andy crap because Andy claimed for years he was a Yankees fan. Now, I would ask him to couldn't name... not name a player, yeah. yeah he the couldn't the name cheater. any players. The but then one night, his girlfriend, or I don't know if she was your wife at the time or your girlfriend at the time. <laughs> Who? Autumn? Autumn. Started Fiance. watching the Red Sox at this point. Then all of a sudden, Andy was a Red Sox fan. <laughs> Fancy that.
0: <laughs> and then now Andy...
1: Andy's a... Andy's a
2: He's a much better fan yeah. than he used to be. I I, I you know, I joke,
0: but he knows... We've enjoyed our, our times at the uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, oh yeah. Especially especially when... Uh, hmm. um, especially when we, we went to this bar. Now, keep in mind that the beauty of, of Cooperstown, New York, right? where the Baseball Hall of Fame is, is that other than the Hall of Fame itself, there's nothing but souvenir shops and bars. Yep. Lots and lots of bars. So when Jim and I needed a break from the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. we'd go for a drink or several, and um, we're sitting in this bar, and they've got, like, one of those big Jägermeister machines, uh, you know, the ones with, like, the upturned bottles, and yeah. she like, I don't think I've ever had Jäger, and I turned to him and go, Jim, it is the devil's semen, it's <laughs> awful, but the waitress didn't hear the devil's semen portion, por- she goes, I can't believe you've never drank Jäger. Shots are on me, boys. Yep. Oh god. No, yep. That's never oh, gonna sign. She's horny and ugly. <laughs> hey, I, oh. I, I, I
2: can't recommend the
0: Cooperstown enough though. Oh, I loved it. I had a great time. That was another one though where we were wearing our, our socks jerseys. We're in the hall. We're in the actual hall. And this guy's like, you know what the problem with you Boston fans are? You can't win gracefully.
2: Oh, yeah, and I was like, really? Oh, I'm so sorry we don't win with the style and dignity of you Yankee fans. <laughs> like the time when in the 70s, when, when the Red Sox are playing and some imbecile said, hey, let's give our wonderful, gentle fans batteries, free batteries. <laughs> and they went on to pelt Dwight white <laughs> with welts on his back. I'm so sorry. Now, you, you, no, you're right. You're, you move ahead, sir. Babe Ruth's,
0: t- Babe Ruth's tombstone is that way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> God. Um, but the funny thing about the pink hat thing is our our, our friend Heather is... No, like...
2: Heather is not a pink hat. No, no,
0: no, no, no. But she owns one pink Red Sox hat, one pink uh, Patriots hat. And she has to... Ex- she's got like a whole dissertation of why she owns them. They look cute. They go with a couple of her outfits. It's like, Heather, we understand. You know, she knows... Sports better than anybody. She might know sports better than you. No, she does Probably not. But anyway. But it's like, no, no, I have an explanation for why I have this pink stuff. It's okay. You don't have to... No, but let me tell you. Well, no, but I mean, if somebody saw her
2: wearing it, yeah. if they didn't know her, You, we know her. We know she's a real fan. Yeah. And she
0: understands the game. So, but... You know what the interesting thing is also, and uh, this guy I listened to on the radio, Pete Dominic, brought this up about not so much sports fans themselves, but why is it black guys can wear, like, the hats from any team that they don't even have to follow and they, they look okay. White guys can't really do that. Hey, what do you think of my flat-top Portland trailblazers Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so, um, let's get on to a little bit of merchandising while we're on the subject. Yeah. Uh, first of all... What the hell? Oh, Jesus. Who is that? Tim. Oh, God. Our friend Tim just made a racist comment about someone on the. Uh, of course he did. Uh, in the game, in the hockey game tonight. Anyway, um, have you noticed that the disturbing trend with the Hartford Whalers stuff? There, there's According a lot to, of talk.
2: There's a lot of talk. They may get their franchise back. i,
0: I heard, Well, I mean, it costs like ten dollars on a ham sandwich to run a hockey franchise. No. So. Well, all right, fifteen dollars. No, on a but ham it's it's and a bag of chips to go along with it.
2: More than any other sport, I think um, retro merchandise is huge. Oh, it's huge. You, you see, you see tons of Hartford Whaler, and
0: stuff. that's the thing. I asked the guy. It's like you know, how well does the Hartford stuff sell? He's like, this this stuff outsells our Boston stuff. Yeah,
1: well,
2: it's because everybody. I have like five Bruins hats. Yeah, I, mean, I have tons of them. Mm-hmm. You know, but most people, if they're a hockey fan, they have a Bruins hat. But it is not uncommon. Brian Mixter has a Colorado Rockies hat. What? The Colorado Rockies, the hockey team.
0: Oh, okay. I thought, he was, I thought you were talking about the baseball. No, team. That's they, there used to be
2: a franchise. There used to be one in Seattle, there oh. used to be the California Golden Seals. You can go on there's a, there's a website. It's called RiverCitySports.com, and they sell... One of the things they specialize in is buying... Is it's retro... Old retro Quebec, Nor- Quebec
0: Nordiques. And really? Stuff. You can get all that stuff for huh. that. I, but, from everything I going to understand, like uh, the Whalers and the Minnesota North Stars. Yeah, you can get tons of it. Huge merchandise. Absolutely.
2: Huge merchandise. Oh, minute oh, they were crushed when the North Stars left. They supported yeah. that. Well, hockey's huge. And, other than it's Boston... There's nothing else to do. In North America, <laughs> other than... Well, I should say in America, other than Boston, the other hockey hotbed is Minnesota. It's huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Minnesota's probably the only place you could have an open-air ice hockey exactly. We were
2: talking about the 1980s hockey team.
0: Yeah. They were either from Boston or Minnesota. Yeah. All of them. But, um, yeah. yeah, no, I was I was amazed about all that stuff. Now, uh, yeah, but throwback jerseys. I mean, how many throwback baseball hats do you have? I have quite a few. It's, as do I. I mean, I remember you bought that New York Giants hat B mix took you to task for asking about oh jesus christ more racist comments on jim's texts yeah. they're awesome um yeah, yeah you bought that new york giants hat i bought a and Giants Phoenix hat. remix gave you shit because he thought it was a mets hat yes well
2: <laughs> you're not talking about a mensa candidate. right um no i have a um my favorite one i have is my
0: boston braves hat i like that hat I have my, my my favorite hat's my Milwaukee Brewers hat. With the, I uh, tried the to mitt.
2: get you to buy a '70s Pittsburgh Pirate hat, and you wouldn't. Do oh, it. I, you know, for
0: the longest Ooh. time, I wanted to buy one. I actually put one on my head and it looks, said, "It, this it looks is like no a t- retarded painter's cap." <laughs> Hello,
1: I <laughs> me like the pirate. You know? <laughs> Hello. The only people that can actually wear those and look correctly, though, are the people with a big old handlebar mustaches. Handlebar
0: mustaches, or um, Ozzie Smith. Yeah. that's about it. Dave Parker, <laughs> Dave Parker, <laughs> or, or Willie Stargell could get. Oh, yeah, that's other. right, Willie Stargell. Um, jerseys, and let, let me just say that the Houston Astros had the ugliest jerseys in history. Well,
2: what people don't realize, is The orangeade jerseys? Well, they're cu- they, they, I think they're changing their logos around because they're coming to the American League this year. They're going to the American That's League. That's right! I think their new uniforms are kind of an amalgamation of the new ones and the older ones. Like it's, got, it's got the orange star, but yep. it's, it's cooler looking. Actually, the worst uniforms ever was like the 1973... Cleveland Indians uniforms. I'm <laughs> um, seriously, it looks like a Star Wars
0: took a crap. Whoa. Well, then, the, the, like I remember, a bunch of National League teams. Um, the Phillies. early aughts. no, the early aughts teams. They had like the sleeveless jerseys. I think the Reds still kind of rock those from time to time. Yeah, they do. They um, wear the Under Armour underneath it, but then they've got like the the sleeveless. The Giants White did beer. it. The Giants yeah, did it. The Red cool. Sox did it. When? Not not like sleeves. Like they were they, they were just high cut. They had Something the high. I remember the, what well, they had the high cut without the buttons. So well, you can see pictures uh, of all Jimmy
1: Fox. You know, <laughs>
0: away. But
2: he, he has like the really high cut sleeves. It shows his pipes yeah. off. Oh well, doesn't show his, his then knuckles then where he
0: got into a fight with sixteen <laughs> pimps the night before. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! And the basketball jerseys. I, I to this day still want to get myself a Larry Bird jersey. I don't I, like them. Really? I have one, and I, I wear it once in a while, but I only wear it like if I have a shirt on Underneath it, yeah. yeah just, I'm not going to do None of us had the body to pull those off. No. Most people don't, though. No. All right, uh, let's move on to some TV announcers. We already mentioned Shannon Sharp and his inability to... Shannon Sharp does not have ten brain synapses firing. <laughs> At the same time. No, he um, doesn't. i got to say, it, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll claim hometown bias on this, but I think J- uh, Jerry Ramey and Don Arsillo are probably the best baseball announcers out well, there.
2: Well... Yeah, they're good. I mean, they're not really biased. I mean, if you listen to... Uh, the worst are, in my opinion, I know, I'm, when you listen to the Yankees radio broadcast, <laughs> because for a long time, the Fitchburg station played the Yankees. Oh, yeah? Well, they did because the Red Sox went to 93.7, which is an FM channel now. Because for ages, they were on a... You could only get an AM signal. Right. So, you know, there's plenty of Yankees fans up here. So, they were playing them. If you listen to them, it's John Sterling... <laughs> Who feels the need to, you know, try to rhyme everybody or try to come up with this neat little quip like when Alex Rodriguez hits a non steroid induced <laughs> There's none of those. Um, an A bomb from A Rod. No, he says stuff God. like that. Uh. Um, just stuff like that. Uh, Robinson Cano, when he hits a home run, he goes, Robinson Cano, don't you know? <laughs> like, You're uh. so clever, you old fucking fossil. <laughs> Then they have Susan Waldron, who is this big, diesel <laughs> n- nasty woman. She she talks like this. I remember when Joe Tory was fired, and she came on the air and cried. <laughs> <laughs> Joe was talking to Mel Stodemire
0: and the rest of the crew, and I, I think
1: this is
2: it. <laughs> she starts to cry, and John Sterling doesn't know what to do. He's like, well, um, Susan, uh... Uh, all good things come to an end, and uh, or the time when Roger Clemens decided <laughs> he would come back for the umpteenth time for Pitchy because, well, he was saving up for all of his lawyer fees. <laughs> <laughs> he came back and he was in the owner's booth, and Susan's like,
0: Oh my god, Roger Clemens is in the booth! Oh my god! It was
2: almost like Moses came down from Mount Sinai.
0: <laughs> Look at his big, fat, bloated face! Oh my god, he's
2: 50. <laughs> We're gonna win <whip> it all! <coughs> they're really bad they're really bad but the
0: TV I I mean the Atlanta Braves broadcast I remember one night there was nothing on TV I watched a little baseball Socks are off tonight. Oh, the Braves are playing. Let me watch. Oh, God. Yeah, they're, they're not good. Sure for insomnia.
2: Yeah, I forget. It's one of the carries. It's like Chip carry, You know, well, oh. my uncle, my grandfather was a good announcer. Must run in the jeans.
1: <laughs> Wrong. Again, uh, like hometown bias, but I really do like Gil Santos.
0: Not anymore, you don't.
1: No, no, no. He retired, but.
0: We had a guy. He was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We had a guy here back in the early 90s. Jimmy Myers. No,
2: he wasn't an announcer. He did the desk. He did the desk, and he used to say in his catchphrase was, time to go downtown and get the job done. Which, now, this uh... is when the Celtics were bad, and they would proceed <laughs> to get destroyed by the expansion Miami <laughs> Heat with uh, oh. Ronnie Cycli, Greece's greatest <laughs> basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> it was a close one, but Dino Raja had one too many cigarettes during halftime, <laughs> and Ronnie Cycli took it to him. <laughs> Sorry, Dino. <laughs> Hey, Sherman Douglas is playing. You don't see too many five foot ten fat point guards <laughs>
1: who can't shoot a hit a
2: free throw. What use is
0: he? Oh shit! I'm on the air. I'm gonna get fired. And eventually he, he did. did. Well, what, was it, what was this thing that was, was it sexual abuse or was it? Uh... No, I don't. I
2: don't know. He stunk.
0: Oh, um,
2: no, they, they had this poor poor guy when the Celtics were bad, in the right before they got Garnett and all these guys, yeah. they had the coach Willie May, who was on the <laughs> sideline. The coach dressed up in like all his—I mean, he loved the Celtics. He just—you could—even when they stunk and they get blown out of the building. I swear to God, the Globe Trotters came in and beat them. The <laughs> I mean, they got killed, and he was just there jumping up and down. He was in his Larry Bird retro. He had a headband on, wristbands. He had the long pants. Jumping up. I mean, really was enthusiastic. They trade for Kevin Garnett. They're like, well, Willie, we're going to be good now. We can't afford to have knuckleheads like you jumping (laughs) up and down. So we're going to put you in charge of, like, the kids group. And you'll get an expose once a month.
0: Sorry, Willie. (laughs) Yeah, that was great stuff. I I, I told you I, a couple weeks ago I met Danny Ainge. Yes. A lot taller mm-hmm. than I remember him being, but then well, he's again. Six then, five. He's 6'5". I know he's 6'5". I just remember him being the
2: short guy on the team. Did you ask him how his finger was holding up after Tree <laughs> Rollins bit it in 86?
1: <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah, I met him. I, well, I remember when I met Kevin McHale long, long, long ago. Wow. Bothered them in the airport. Do you while remember? To beat his you, child.
2: Do you remember it when you were on that table and the lightning struck <laughs> those
0: rods and you came to life? <laughs> Tell me how you felt when you discovered fire. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he, I, I will still say to this day the best low post player in the history of uh, yeah basketball. Oh god, uh, he was he was outstanding. At least we had the Celtics back then because we had we had nothing. nothing no, else. that's not true. The Bruins were good in the eighties. They didn't win anything, it, but they it, it, were always the 80s, good. Yeah. I mean, they were you know they just would always run into the Canadians or the Edmonton Oilers. Right. Hey, everyone, here comes Gretzky. Oh, shit. No, <laughs>
0: Gretzky's got a donut in his mouth. Oh, now. He oh here, comes, now.
2: here comes Gretzky and his crow-magnon friend, <laughs> Mark Messier. <laughs> We're not going to win a game in this series, you know. <laughs> they would annihilate the oh, Bruins. Well, no, it's because the Bruins, you know, you. it's when you realize, with, like, these Canadian teams, they always... Put an emphasis on skating. They yeah, good skaters. The Bruins were these big mongos going <laughs> up and down the ice. They could barely skate. Yeah. So you know they beat the crap out of the East because you know because they were big and tough. But then they played the Canadians. They and played teams that. I or the Edmonton were. Oilers or somebody like that who had these graceful skaters and these you know <laughs> players with a gorgeous offensive touch like Gretzky and Messier and Yari Curry and they would just
0: annihilate them. Yeah. It was it was
2: hard to watch.
0: Yeah. I do remember, though, getting a play-by-play the night that... I think it was during the Stanley Cup playoffs back in... 88? Uh, back in the old Boston Garden. Yeah. Power went out. That was the finals against yeah. Edmonton.
2: They, and were, they were winning. They and were the winning. Power went out. Power went
0: out. They had to replay the game. And they could feel the rats underneath their feet.
1: Ooh.
0: It oh, the, was the, just... I felt... you know there was like, friend, no... I had a couple friends who went to that game and like, I felt movement. <laughs> was that Powell? No, it was it was rats, big, scary rats. it
1: yeah, well, yeah, was Boston was, in the eighties. So that, that's pretty much all there was. There was
2: no better home court advantage. No,
0: I I love that old building. Yeah,
2: I, I didn't get to go to it enough, but
0: yeah, I like. Yeah, it a lot I mean, my dad just it the games all the time. Back when the Celtics were awesome and almost all white. <laughs>
2: People have a misconception about the Celtics that they're racist. It is not true. No, they had they fielded the first all black starting five in the history of the NBA. People forget that. Right? Are we off topic? Yeah, not really off topic. We're talking about Celtics. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, but like, the, only, the only
1: black team uh, team member in their in their big eighties time was uh, Robert Parish. Robert Parish. Um, DJ.
0: Yeah, Dennis Johnson. That's what I was trying to remember earlier. Oh, yeah. DJ was um, Cedric Maxwell. Yep. Yeah. M.L. Carr yeah. M.L. Carr well he wasn't any good mm. yeah there's another one too and I can't really think who it was but I mean most of their mean, the big stalwarts though no, Bird McHale Ainge. in the 80s Paul, they were but
2: like, the best the greatest Celtic of all time is Bill Russell that's true you know I mean he was black I mean yeah. Sam Jones was great I mean I could go down the list for yeah. an hour
0: not, no, not, no, you, nah. my, it, it's the Red Sox that were racist for the longest the time. Red yeah. Sox, they the Red Sox—they were awful racists. Oh God, Tom Yockey was no.
2: They, now they they had a they truly deserved that. They yeah. absolutely. Well, well Tom Yockey was a good old boy from North Carolina, right? You know, he
0: was an idiot having his jobs with uh, Kenneshaw Mountain Landis. I don't know how many to keep people the darkies out of the uh, out of the league. <laughs> no,
2: that's what. But people who don't. Live in this area. Always hear about this curse of the Bambino. It was not the curse of the Bambino. It was the curse of Tom Yockey, because he yeah. didn't integrate. Everybody else integrated.
1: Yep. And and they and, it,
2: and, and they didn't really care about pitching. And if a player was forty years old and had bad knees, was
0: past his prime. What the hell? Bring him in for a sandwich. Are or you the, are you the less talented brother of a great player? We want you. That's right. Thank you, Mike Maddox, brother <laughs> of Greg. <bread. laughs>
2: Or uh, Jason, Jeremy Giambi. Jeremy no, Jason, Giambi. Jeremy Giambi, crappy brother of Jason. <laughs> you were on steroids and you still suck. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we start, him or David Ortiz? Oh, yeah. What a conundrum. Oh,
0: gee. I'm oh, sorry, Mike. Be... I interrupted. Mike no, 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 no. Go
1: ahead. I'm done. Okay.
0: What were you going to say?
1: I can't remember. Never
0: mind then. Okay. All right. Well, I think it was a little fun conversation. As much yeah. we get in on sure. sports and keeping the completely nerdy. I have to admit the Puppy Bowl is kind of a useless thing. We went up watching the entire th- I watched more of the Puppy Bowl than I did the actual Super Bowl this year. Yeah. It was sad. Who won the Puppy Bowl? Um, I, I don't even remember the type of the breed of dog. Did any of the puppies pinch a loaf? I would have loved that. Honestly, <laughs> I, you got to wonder how long they, they it took them to film that thing because otherwise there's going to be pumping and ball licking and, oh, get off his come on Sparky get off his leg <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: how are you doing <laughs> well yeah that's a that's a tight end that, that's an end zone infraction right there <laughs> booyah personal <All> right. foul <laughs> personal foul uh...
1: that be the name of a gay club <laughs> <laughs> end zone infraction <laughs>
0: All right, so we'll see you next season, or when the Sox actually might win their first game. Um, of... Well, you I've know, seen it's...
2: some prognosticators; some are figuring they're going to win about eighty-five to eighty-six games, which might get them in the playoffs. That's not bad. But if they stay healthy, they'll be
1: competitive. Yeah, how can you prognosticate that though?
2: Well, they're expecting a go. Then they're, no, but they got they they signed a couple, some. <laughs> good filler. Not great yeah. players, but they signed some solid guys. They got another pitcher. Oh, well, they... well,
1: yeah, but you got a completely new coach, so you have no idea how, it, how it's going to... Well, right. you know why?
2: Because a cucumber would have been better than Bobby Valentine. Well, that's very true. true. He's t- this guy's considered to be... He, he, i got to be honest with you, the manager in baseball doesn't... All they got to yeah. do is just manage the bullpen. They don't. Yeah. They don't do much right. else. It's, right. it's all the players. But it's
0: interesting this season, though, because it sounds to me um, that Yankees fans are actually having more despair than Red Sox. Fans the Yankees this year. are
2: in trouble this they year. They got no one. They got. They're old. Well, they're old, and they have right. a lot of money tied up in Alex Rodriguez, who's got five more years at twenty-seven a pop.
1: Yeah, he's mm-hmm. going to be
2: forty-three,
1: and he's, he's doing jack.
2: Well, no, he's doing steroids. Well, I don't <laughs> want oh, yeah. to Unless that's what you want to call them. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm just going to go on right now. I don't care who does steroids. I, I don't care. They were all doing it. Yeah, I don't care. It
0: doesn't bother me in the least. Yeah,
1: if they all do it, then it's a level playing field.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, let's move on to some segments uh, mm. brought to you by our friends over at the future Dirty Old Men of America. Check them out at uh, fdoma.podbean.com and they will fuck your spine straight. Anyway, let's move on to uh, some of our, our segments. First of all, we're going to start with... That takes some doing. It does. Stupid! Stupid! And I don't really know if this qualifies as being stupid yet. I think it's a major jump to the gun, but I think it's a terrible... It's On paper, it sounds like a terrible idea. The Disney deal with, Star, with Lucasfilm uh, is going to yield several Star Wars spin-off movies. Like, characters are going to get their own, but standalone movies, instead of being this one you know, episode... Are going to be... In an re- episode. Are
2: they going to be released to DVD, direct directed?
0: Theatrical... Looking... It's looking like it's going to be theatrical releases. They'll be terrible. I know. See, I, th-
1: I think they should aim those as, like, you know, like, kind of Clone Wars-esque animated movies. Absolutely. And they like young Here's Han Solo. Do yeah. like Han
2: Solo up until...
1: Well, there's books. See, that's a problem you run into is you know, there's books. There's books for everything. There's yeah. books yeah. that
2: explain everything. So you either have to do the books or you have to figure out a Timeline, yeah. Where you can I, I don't
1: think they should devote like the resources up to make a live action movie on these things. I mean, they're just they're spin offs,
0: no, exactly. I, they're I, minor, I, I minor agree with you, and I, th- that, I think that's what the cartoon shows should be for. Yeah. If they're anything, you know, Clone Wars works great, they show shown they
2: can do a good job, yeah, they,
0: yeah, it's sp- exactly. This season has been fantastic. I mean, what they've done this season, instead of just having 23 standalone episodes, they're taking them in, in like four parts. Segments. Well, they started
2: doing
0: that, like... They kind of started doing that last year a couple yeah. of times. Every, everything this season has been like a, a three part It's a three-part. Three the Darth Maul thing was a three-part. This, the this, one that, that was the that most just recent one. Yeah.
2: That was phenomenal. Did you watch that? I did see oh, it. I watched God. it on demand. That was awesome. I, you know what I... Okay, and I'm going to throw this out there, and you guys may not agree with me. Why do I have a funny feeling that Darth Maul is going to be the main the main villain in th- Episode 7? Why do I have a funny feeling he's going to survive and go into stasis or so, or like Sith alchemy, and they're going to bring him back?
0: Why do I feel this? I don't know. It's, because
1: he was th- woefully underused in Episode One. Don't you think he should have lived? He should have. And then died in the third one. Yeah, or or something. I mean,
2: but he I mean, Dooku was a mistake. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: No, it, he, honestly, I mean, he,
1: he more shows more up. For, he shows up for five seconds, does a brief lightsaber duel, and vanishes until the end. But he was, was the he was the face of the marketing. Oh right? yeah. So and you saw him for all of like ten
2: minutes. No, I know it's, it was dumb, but they've yeah they've done a great job bringing him back. He's
0: he's a terrific guy. It, it was plausible. That was the that was the best part about it is that that was completely plausible. It, it didn't was it like a mindless cash grab or well you know he was only
2: mostly dead.
0: No, you know what it is. You can just there's he's always one, back in Star time.
2: Wars there's always there's always one
0: answer. Yeah, the force. The for, Yeah, force kept you alive.
2: Force kept him alive. Sure,
0: but yeah, the, the whole thing with uh, Death Watch is fantastic. Yeah. Hey look, it's an army of Boba Fett. Oh, be yeah but than that.
2: If you read the books in like the earlier stuff, like the earlier universe, Death Watch is a is a big part of it. Right. Like, the Mandalorians are a
0: huge part of it. Yeah. So I like, know that I know, old Republic there were certainly.
1: One of it. one of
0: these spin-offs you're talking about is Young Han the adventure of Young Han Solo and Young Boba Fett. God, I hope that doesn't happen. With the rock is Boba Fett. Hey, with no. the rock <laughs> is Boba.
1: He can pull it off. He's Polynesian. That's true. <laughs> but um, they get a smackdown on Han Solo. I mean, I, I, I've been
0: reasonably positive about this whole Disney acquisition thing. Yeah, but
2: they'll do this right. They're not going to mess this up.
0: Yeah. They well, I mean, them.
2: they're not going to mess it up. They can't.
0: They're already. They've already mentioned Lawrence Kasdan as a name to write to uh, write it. How he, old is Lawrence Kasdan? Lawrence Kasdan is like seventy years old. He
1: wrote Empire Strikes Back. No, I know who he is. And he's writing episode seven. Yeah.
0: No, no, he, no. Uh, well, he's a creative Stephen consultant. Stephen Arndt's uh, writing episode seven. um Kasdan's doing this spinoff movie.
1: I, I thought Caster got Cast in to help out with. Uh, I'm sure all those guys. Episode gonna be seven. All, they're all
2: going to be working. In they're a, all going to be room together. No, yeah. Lucas has got. Lucas is still there as a consultant.
1: Yeah, he, he's writing the story what? for episode seven. Okay, Lucas's. He he wrote. He's writing the story, oh, but not, no. He, no, 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 no.
0: He's writing the story. Stephen Arndt is is writing the actual
1: screenplay. Screen. Okay, oh, so, please, so it's just the story outline that that Lucas does. Oh,
0: he's gonna he's gonna write point A to point Z, and Arnold's gonna fill in everything else. And J- I have zero issue with JJ Abrams directing. Oh, that's
2: no. th- you, that's a terrific choice.
0: That's beautiful. So. And speaking of JJ Abrams, let's move on to Trailer Park, where we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl spot for Star Trek Into Darkness.
1: You think your world is safe? It is not. Who the hell are you? At what? Everything. Shall we begin?
0: Mike? Yeah. You want to talk about this? Go on ahead.
1: It's. I mean, I saw the, uh, the, um, Iron Man 3 trailer and. Yeah. It was a brief shot, brief it's scene. Same it's thing.
0: A, it's the same footage we've been seeing. Yeah, you
1: know, Air Force One being blown up, and then I saw this one, and I'm like, "Wow, this is an actual trailer. This is it's showing us new footage. It's and it's showing that us a lot tells more.
0: You nothing. It,
1: it's showing us a lot more of Benedict Cumberbatch being uh, really badass.
0: I can't wait. Oh, I really God. am excited about this. And we we had a conversation with uh, former co- uh, host Mike. About this one, where he's praying a shit that it's not con. They don't need. They don't need him to be con. Yeah. No. And the thing is, I mean, at the end of the movie, I just like with the two thousand nine movie. I'm sure that our laps are going to be filled with drool and boner juice <laughs> and just. Wouldn't that be sperm? yes oh okay yes. we're
1: trying okay. to be ca- classy here are trying
0: to be classy okay I'm
1: sorry
2: <laughs> so we are turning over we're, our new leaf an, an gonna, hour and 24 minutes
0: in yeah decided. okay no but you're, you're you're just gonna be your is gonna be filled with drool and ejaculate after how awesome that movie is you're not gonna give a shit if they find, if they reveal in the final two seconds that Benedict Cumberbatch was con yeah
2: well he's clearly some sort he had something to do with, with the Starfleet, Federation yeah. some, some way Khan didn't, right? Khan wasn't right. part of Star Trek. No, he was not. I, and I'm, I, you guys are better Star Trek I don't know that much about the old series, but I mean, I thought he was some sort of a sultan or something. He right? was. Yeah, yeah. He, was,
0: he was a part of a eugenics uh, experiment. Yeah. And he was kind of cast into space and suspended, suspended animation. But the thing is, I mean, the whole, the whole reason for the J.J. from Star Trek movies is that they, they just completely skew the timeline. It's, yeah. it's all you can write your own continuity and not screw up the last continuity because they veer off in two separate directions. Well, so I, I,
2: I'll be very curious. I, I wonder if Kirk shows up in this one. <laughs> oh God! They <laughs> put No, sorry, it's gonna be Yomin Johnson. <laughs> hey. Hey. No, it does look good. I I, mean, I don't know it's,
0: a lot about Gumber, Benedict Gumberbums or whatever. Well, his you name. You, gotta, you gotta check out Sherlock. You would, Andy. This so much Sherlock. It. I don't No, BBC I think you would, stuff. this is particularly you would enjoy. It's is is it better than Luther I have not watched an episode of Luther I yet I am shocked I, at that. I, I, I know. I want to watch it. It's just there's a lot of stuff I want to watch. Yeah, and I understand. Yeah, but um, I just love the fact I don't know anything about this movie. I love that. I don't, I don't care think you're going them to. I think that, they, that everything is top secret.
2: They're going <laughs> yeah. to have everything bottled up. That,
1: that's going to kill so many uh, Star Wars nerds when uh, yeah when that gets closer because J.J. Abrams is going to put the
2: is going to put the Kylo on everything on yes. and, 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 yeah, but and but is he going to have anything to any say over that.
0: Oh yeah, he might. He might. I mean, uh, he doesn't own the Star Trek franchise. That's still owned by Paramount. Yeah,
2: it's still Paramount, but. He, di- Paramount and Disney are completely different entities right. Disney right. may want things leaked To have
0: well, the toys and stuff
1: toys. like that yeah. yeah
0: But I mean I don't care about knowing characters Because as far as I knew Rick O'Lay could have been the uh, god. <laughs> Could have been the Savior of the galaxy I'm surprised I don't so have a seven up. part
2: novel series
0: about Rick O'Leary Actually Work yeah. the sewers of Tatooine <laughs> Oh god Alright so let's um Move on to some shills All right, I'll start with... um, I have recently rekindled my love affair with uh, Netflix streaming. Again. Again. Um, A number of reasons why. Uh, I found a whole bunch of cool documentaries that I really just found. Like, I had to just... If I didn't have time to finish watching it at that moment, the second I had one spare moment, i go back and watch it. Like, um, I watched this documentary called Clean Flicks, which is about this Mormon community in Utah that took all these movies and edited them to, to clean out all the filth and language and everything, and <laughs> then they got sued by, by, by Hollywood for, for copyright infringement. Oh, nice. Oh, by the way, um, the Boston Bruins just beat the Montreal Canadiens Two to one. Excellent. And, um... <laughs> what's that?
2: I'm just so happy when they beat the Canadians. That's good. Oh, oh. yeah.
0: Um... And they get sued, and the guy's like, well, I don't understand why. I mean, I buy a copy of the DVD. I buy a full copy of the DVD. I'm allowed to do whatever I want to it. Yeah, you're not allowed to then repurpose it and make money off of it after Right, yeah. But it's, it's, it's a fantastic documentary, really about how they, they really were convincing themselves that they were doing the right thing and breaking the law doing it, and then it takes a twist I won't even reveal. You have to watch this movie. Clean flicks.
1: What the twist?
0: What the twist? Um couple of great WWE documentaries are on there now. CM Punk, Best in the World. Fantastic documentary. You'd, you'd enjoy it, Jim. Okay. And um, then there's House of Cards, the new Kevin Spacey, uh political thriller, which is, I, I'm four episodes in, and I'm just, I'm hooked. I am really hooked. It is so good, and I, I can't say enough about it. So if you're not already subscribing, you got to subscribe to it. And you can't just do the free... Uh, Month, if you want to get House of Cards, I guess they give you one episode, then they'll hook you on that, and then they'll make you sign up for the full subscription in order to get more of them.
1: Plus, if you're not on Netflix, you don't get arrested development when it comes back. That's
0: true, in May you won't get arrested development. And um, they also redid their deal with Disney. Really? So, yeah, nice. um, there's a ton of Disney animated films out there. They're not doing the stars now, they're doing it directly through Disney.
1: Hmm. Like
0: uh, tonight, uh, Scarlett and I had dinner in a movie night, and we watched James and the Giant Peach.
1: Oh, is that that weird... It's a
0: Henry Selleck, not Tim Burton movie. Yeah. I was just about to
1: say Tim Burton.
0: Yeah, let's... <laughs> From hell's Tim Burton, right? No, it just is Johnny Depp in it. I can see where you were confused, sir. Yeah, but... uh
1: Did he produce it?
0: Actually, yes, he did. Uh-huh. Randy Surprise, Newman did all the music. Yeah, you didn't
2: get Danny Elfman
0: for that one. Randy Newman
2: did all the music? Randy, yeah, of course. He got a peach. He got a peach. He's going to sing peak. the
1: song at the end of it, too. You and know. then he comes, his name
2: is James. And the beasts
1: run down the round and round and round and round. <laughs> Peaches round <are> people, too. <laughs> so, um, Mike, what do you got? I got a new PS3 game I just picked up uh, yesterday, actually. Uh, Sly Cooper Thieves in Time.
0: All right, how is it compared to the old uh, Sly Cooper games? Is it's, that fox or something like that? Easy raccoon. Easy okay. raccoon. Yeah,
1: it's very much. It's very much following. You know, taking all the best stuff from the previous games yeah. and incorporating that. So,
0: I I was ama- like, I remember with the, the first Sly Cooper games. I was just amazed at the sh- the uh, cell shading that they used. Yeah. On it. It, it looks it had the graphics look fantastic on those games. It,
1: they've actually tried to boost it up to real you know, for PS3, and they kind of got rid of some of that cell shading in it. I, really, I, I've Does it I take missed away that
0: because it? it looks yeah. like a carto- It looks like a live cartoon. When
1: it- yeah, it's. I mean, it is still very similar to that, but it, it, it doesn't look almost as good.
0: It, it and lo- if you if you love stealth missions, and I know everyone loves those, it's almost as good as, as, as an escort mission. You'll <laughs> love. No, you're familiar with, like, the escort missions. Make sure this person doesn't get their head blown off. No!
2: Unfortunately, they're brain dead. (laughs) Hey, laser, no laser. I'll fly at the
1: laser. Yeah, but this one's kind of nice. So you actually have to travel back to different time periods and meet up with uh, various uh, ones of Sly's ancestors and help them out because someone's messing up with time.
0: That's pretty
1: cool. Yeah. I'm enjoying it.
2: Good. Good. Jim, what do you got? I don't know if I've shilled this before. Um, if anybody's not watching Breaking Bad, you really need to.
1: You have you have shielded that
2: one
0: before, have I? Yeah, I'm sure you have. But really, double I shield. Know I know you're. No, but you're a huge fan. No, but
2: it's just it's. I just don't understand how you don't watch it. I just don't
0: get it. It's, again, it's one of those things with all the intention to watch it, just never like I used I'm to, never in the mood to watch. It's like my, my cousin-in-law Mark brought this because he's doing the same thing. It's like. I wanna watch it. I've heard it's awesome. I have no reason to doubt that it's not awesome. It's just when I sit down, I'm like, "I don't, know, I'm not in the mood to watch it right it's, now." It's
1: well, it is you, That's kind of like me and Dexter.
0: It's, yeah, I mean, it, if I force myself to watch an episode, then maybe I might like, "Oh, okay, well, now no, more."
2: You would like it because then I was like you, I was bitter that Brian Cranston always beat John Hamm. Yeah. I was like, "I don't understand it." Now I understand it. I now get it. I it it just it's it's a renaissance. It is. It's it's a renaissance. It's I've never. It's, it's the best acting I've ever seen on television. Is it ever. a drama or a comedy? <laughs> Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh, it's a drama. There's a couple funny parts, but but it's about uh, meth cause, dealers. Oh, yeah, cause,
1: well, yeah, because I mean, when I saw like the when I saw the DVD play, the DVD box in in like Target or whatever, saw the cover, I was like, is it a comedy? It looks kind of funny.
2: There's some funny parts, but no, it's 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 pretty. It's very dark. It got to the point where Rebecca and I were watching that, and we were watching Homeland. I was like, we need to watch something like it. <laughs> yeah. because this is it's just it's just too much drama and darkness. Oh. Yeah. But uh, Andy, I assure you, if you watched it, you would like it. Yeah, I, I I guarantee it. There's no way you wouldn't.
0: Well, this summer I'm probably gonna have a shitload of downtime. Not yeah. really, but I'm gonna have a lot of time uh, trying to get a baby to sleep at home. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Well, so once all once all the new TV is o- is over, which for me is almost over already. So yeah this yeah. ends in March um, Almost everything I watch either ends in March or April When does Park,
1: Parks and Rec? I'm
0: Parks and Rec well, I think ends in May So I'll still have that I'll still have Archer I'll still have um, Community Walking Dead uh, will end I think in, in April and then uh, Oh I didn't know you watched that Oh I love I love The Walking Dead Oh but then then I got Game of Thrones to pick up on yeah. No I
1: know and It's True hard True
0: Blood to... that, Now that I have HBO I'm Oh
1: True say, Blood's over they ended it. I thought. I thought the nope. fifth season was the last one. No,
0: nope. no. Nope. I know they coming back again. Really? I still haven't watched season five. By the way, it's not on demand yet, hmm. or on DVD. Yeah, that's that's a tough one to say that they would end right away or not. I, have,
2: I could have sworn the fifth season was I the last one. I don't think. One. I haven't heard anything about being ended. No, that's so but weird. You could be right.
0: Yeah, you know. could be right. I mean, again, I haven't seen that final. I haven't seen the last season. I got up to season yeah. four. Me neither. Watched Tara's head get blown off, and uh, oh, thanks. No, sorry. You watch know, you know, the show. You know, yeah, but open? I might have wanted to. Maybe. Right? Yeah, 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 that was a
1: bit of a spoiler for me, too, but I'm cool with it because I really hate her.
0: Yeah, okay. Understandable. Yeah. All right, so um, next time, next show, we're going to be... Uh, Academy Awards are coming up, so uh, kind of like my Super Bowl. It's I say it's, it's Andy's time to shine. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about nerd movies and the Academy Awards, so we're going to kind of discuss special effects-heavy movies, nerd favorites, cult classics that may or may not have either been nominated for or won Academy Awards.
1: That should have been.
0: That should have been, yeah. And um, All yeah. you fans of Meatballs 2 are going to be happy.
1: <laughs> meatballs 2-0. Caddyshack 2!
0: We'll talk about the Dark Knight rule that apparently didn't come into play the last couple of years. And, well, no one's
1: died. Huh? No, one's no, really so, died. no, I'm
0: not talking about that. I'm talking about the when they moved up to 10, oh, just right, to get a yeah. couple of popcorn movies in there, and then they never showed up in there. Yeah. So, we'll talk about all that. So, if you want to uh, get your two cents in, you can email us at geeksalad at yahoo.com. You can uh, check us out on Twitter at Geeksalad Radio, like our Facebook page, Geeksalad Podcast, or check out the website and archive at www.geeksalad.podbean.com. So, uh, until next time, I'm Andy.
1: I'm Mike. I'm Jim.
0: And we'll talk to you later. Go forth and be nerdful. Talk to you soon.